Rise and shine. Rise and shine. Chop, chop. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's a beautiful day. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. You guys are nerds. This is exactly what the nerds want. Our name shall become legend. Spoken in hushed tones by nerds across the galaxy. If you build it, nerds will come. Nerds must love this place. They think we're a bunch of nerds, and I'll tell you something. I think they're right. Let, let the nerds take over. Let the nerds take over! Rise and shine, nerds. We hope you got your coffee, because it's time for our brand new morning show for Love Thy Nerd and anyone who finds themselves at the cross-section of nerd culture and church culture. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the director of content and resources here at Love Thy Nerd. And I'm Deidre, and my favorite cheese is the squeezy variety. So this week, we are talking about AI, artificial intelligence, and how much it is changing the world, uh, as well as how quickly. Today, we want to talk about the AI race and just how quickly things have moved uh, AI, just a quick, quick, uh, you know, minute recap of what AI is for those who <laughs> might not know. AI stands for artificial intelligence. It means making computers and machines that can think and learn as people do. Like humans, AI machines can learn from the data they're given and make decisions on their own. Experiences help people uh, make decisions, and the same goes for AI machines. So, for example, when you ask Alexa or Siri something, it can understand what you're saying and give you an answer. This is all thanks to AI, though a simplified version. Siri can learn your preferences, but it can't extrapolate that information into new data. There are other types of AI, like those that can play games, understand speech, and recognize pictures. And these kinds of AI can learn and extrapolate that data. AI is like having a robot helper that can do different things, like think and learn like people. So last time I talked about AI for Love Thy Nerd was on the previous morning show, almost exactly a year ago. Uh, and in that special episode, uh, Mo and I talked about an engineer who worked with Google's Lambda chatbot and was swearing up and down to the press and anybody who would listen that that chatbot had developed consciousness. Like, it was sentient. It was of its own mind. Wow. <laughs> and... Uh, Everyone at Google saying, no, it's just really good at playing the role that it's given. So if you're going to feed into it information to treat it like a human, it's going to respond like a human would because that's how it's trained. Uh, but this guy, you know, it was one of the engineers behind it. So it's hard to... It's hard to know <laughs> which one is more right if there's a mixture. Did he fall in love with it? <laughs> <laughs> what a movie. Is that, that what was. happened? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I got an article article here from Times called The AI Arms Race is Changing Everything. Uh, let's see here. Where did I want to jump in? So this, uh, we, we have a shift in this, this technological breakthrough with AI. Uh, generative AI tools have been adopted uh, ravenously in recent months by uh, people using programs like ChatGPT, which responds coherently, though not always accurately, to virtually any question or request that you can give it. And then we also have Dolly, which allows you to conjure up pretty pretty much any image that you can think of. Um, I used it to make uh, superheroes drinking coffee. 
and it gave weird hybrids of like Batman and Superman logos and things, but they were there at a cafe drinking coffee. Uh, it was very strange. I did, uh, my favorite one that I did was, uh, Elmo, uh, burning down a building. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it looks just like, it's like elbow and Elmo in the foreground, just smiling big. And then there's just big, huge explosion behind him. It's a very creepy photo and I love it so much. Uh, <laughs> so all the way back in January, chat GPT reached a hundred million monthly users, which is the, uh, it's, that's a faster rate of adoption than people joining Instagram or TikTok. Wow. Like wow. that's a big deal. <laughs> That's, that is so many more people jumping on that quickly. Uh, hundreds of similarly astonishing generative AIs are clamoring for adoption. There's MidJourney, Stable Diffusion, GitHub's Copilot. We have uh, Google coming out with its own. I think it's called Bard. We have Bing coming up with. I think it's just Bing now. I don't know what I don't know what they call it, but uh, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. The uh, yeah, Bing's just call it a Bing, it looks like. But it's it's been going so quickly that let me just give you a timeline here. Uh sorry, I got an ad popping up. Twenty fifteen in March, Stanford and Berkeley researchers first described the diffusion algorithm that would underpin like text to image tools. So building an image. <laughs> Twenty sixteen in March, Microsoft releases the Tay chatbot. I believe on Twitter, um, but quickly, quickly took it offline. And I think that was like within a day because it started denying the Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> June 2017, Google researchers first described the transformer algorithm that would turbocharge the power of chatbots. 2019 January. Microsoft invests a billion dollars in cash and computing power into OpenAI. 2019 in February, OpenAI announces a generative uh, language generator, GPT-2, but it doesn't release it publicly because of concerns about malicious applications. June 2020, OpenAI reveals a more powerful GPT-3, but releases it only to a small pool of users. So now we jump to May 2021. Google announces Lambda, its own chatbot, but doesn't release it publicly. This is the one we were talking about that they thought mm -hmm. became sentient. Mm -hmm. April 2022, just last year, OpenAI reveals Dolly 2, but doesn't make it widely accessible. August 2022, Startup Stability AI releases text-to-image tool Stable Diffusion publicly. September 2022, uh, OpenAI publishes Dolly 2 for public use. So now we've got both of those text images. November 2022, OpenAI releases ChatGPT publicly. So now we have the, the, the chatbot. Mm -hmm. November 2022, Meta publishes Galactica, its own chatbot, but kills it after intense criticism for false answers. January of this year, Microsoft plows $10 billion into OpenAI. February of this year, Microsoft previews new Bing search engine with ChatGPT integration. February, Google announces BARD, conversational AI-assisted search. So, uh, <laughs> June 2023, Microsoft changes name to Cyberdyne. Uh, so, like, we had a lot of little things happening about once a year 
leading up to this and then we hit 2022 and everything started to release Mm -hmm. and it has just not stopped releasing and they've been plowing more and more money into it and what we're essentially at now is the ai arms race Mm -hmm. we have Mm -hmm. all these different different companies trying to come out with the best version of ai best chatbot best image thing because much like most technology, it's going to come down to maybe one or two mm-hmm. as the leaders, as the forefront mm-hmm. uh, in this thing. So, you know, it's 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 either going to be Blu-ray versus HD DVD where one's coming out on top or it's Android versus Apple where we're just going to be in this constant struggle. But we have the two. <laughs> but either way, you know, eventually someone gets to control it. And so it won't be all these other startups having that kind of power because there's going to be a couple names that people trust the most and therefore they'll have all the power. Mm-hmm. And it's taken off. Uh, and so the government, the problem here, the government has no regulation on this. They didn't have any regulation on other rises in technology over the last few decades either, like social media, mm-hmm. smartphone apps, the metaverse, none of that. The government waits until there's a problem before they even talk about regulating anything. And then usually nothing comes of it. They've been talking about regulating TikTok for um, For six, seven years. And I think maybe they got to where like they had to have a base here in America. Uh, (laughs) But I mean, it's nothing about it has really changed security wise. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so because of that, there's nobody stopping them from going overboard. Or just continuing this ridiculously fast rate of growth, which we'll talk about later in the week of just how fast this rate of growth really is. Um, How does this make you feel? (laughs) (laughs) Makes me feel not safe. (laughs) And I will continue saying please and thank you to Alexa. (laughs) That's what I was about to say. Like a year ago, I was laughing at that idea. And now I'm like, you know, that might be the the friendly face on AI before too long that we want to be on the good side of. We want to be the the good human. (laughs) So AI is now a part of everything, uh, even when it's not ready to be. We use Canva for design uh, at... at, uh, both our church here mm-hmm. and love thy nerd. Mm-hmm. Uh, it now has AI uh, for helping build uh, images, brand new images, but also just helping build your templates out. You can tell it what you want something to look like, and it'll build you several different templates following those things, you know, slightly tweaked. And you can pick from those which one you want to start working from. Right. Like that's nuts. And that right. kind of thing I wouldn't think would be possible. Just a few months ago. Like, how right. how can you start building this for me? You know? Right. Like, this is already a big deal that I can use your program and not have to do Photoshop. Like, this, I can so do it's it. not it's not <laughs> pre-put in design. I mean, they have those. But now, instead yeah. of searching through them all, you can just say, I want something that looks like this with this color. And maybe has this kind of images, you know. And it's just like, bang, Like, boom, 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 boom. Here's your options. Uh, so how are they doing with, because you mentioned you're making those pictures and stuff. Yeah. You just tell it, Elmo burning down a building and it makes a photo. Yeah. Is that photo now their piece of property, you know? Uh, no, it's weird how, um, it's weird how that works. As I understand it, nobody owns it. 
Like okay. the chat, the chat bot doesn't own it. The company doesn't own it, but you also can't own it. Right. Cause you, you can't copyright it. it. Yeah. And so like there, there've been people that recommended using chat bots and, um, image generators for like logo inspiration to tell it what kind of logo you're looking at. But then they say, okay, so now that you have this, you can't use this, <laughs> but you can use it as a inspiration to make your own. You can tweak it. <laughs> Add something to it. Cynical uh, in our chat here says, have you seen AI Jesus? It's on Twitch. I don't recommend it. It's creepy and uncomfortable. Uh, yes, we're actually going to be talking about that later this week. And uh, we have a clip so people can be uncomfortable with you. Uh, <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> we're going to talk about that on Wednesday uh, when we talk about faith stuff with uh, AI. Wow. <clears throat> just as a, as a fan of Star Trek, I just, <laughs> I don't know why we're doing this. <laughs> Have you I mean, not seen every, all the warning signs? Every movie, every, every. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that too. Uh, all right. So ad companies are using AI now, similar to the way that uh, Warner Brothers was that we talked about. <laughs> we yes. did get data from AI. Yes, That's but we also thing. got his evil brother we also first. Got lore. <laughs> yeah. So take the good with the bad. Uh, <laughs> when I write articles for Love Thy Nerd. Uh, I run them through chat GPT to help find misspellings and grammar mistakes mm. and get those cleaned up. Uh, Bubba uh, from Love Thine our CEO, has used uh, chat GPT to help find problems in the code of our website. And he says it mm. works great. Photoshop, one of the coolest things I showed you uh, a couple weeks ago, Photoshop now uses AI to generate more of a photo beyond the borders of the photo. Yeah, that's and crazy. And it can go infinitely, and it looks amazing, and it looks yeah. so real. Yeah. Like, how does it do it? You can even change, you can even highlight things within the photo itself and say, I want this to be this instead. Like, you can say, mm -hmm. you know, I want this grassland to be a pond, and it'll make it look like a pond that was always there. No fractal images and loose pixels or nothing. It looks perfect, mm -hmm. like it really exists. How can you trust any photo? <laughs> Anymore. Yeah, you can't. You, you can't. can't. Mm -hmm. As of immediately, you can no longer trust yeah. any photo is real. Right. <laughs> uh, ad, I said that our ad agencies, search engines, of course, are using AI. Uh, even Marvel used AI to design the opening credit sequence sequence for its new miniseries, Secret Invasion, with uh, Nick Fury. Mm -hmm. uh, the whole intro was AI-generated images. Wow. And some people are upset about that because it's like, why couldn't you hire actual people hmm. to make it? You that, took someone's that, job. That, that. Someone's job. Yeah. that might not be the case. I mean, somebody had to, like, feed these images in, and, you know, you have to... It's always a gamble with the image generators and what you're going to get back. I'm sure there was a lot of actual effort put into making that with hum human effort, but maybe not as much with the... Uh, Animating, I don't know. Maybe don't not know. as many hours. Maybe not. <laughs> uh, so what does the future look like? We are going to examine some possibilities as well as looking at a few things going on right now in the AI sphere with faith this week. I'm Hillary Fisco, and this is Reviews of the Nerds.
Today, I'm reviewing Crash Landing on You, the internationally acclaimed K-drama available on Netflix. Whether you prefer action, romance, suspense, or comedy, Crash Landing on You is a fantastic introduction to the world of K-dramas. One of the highest-rated cable dramas in TV history, it begins with a South Korean business mogul who is accidentally swept across the demilitarized zone and gets rescued by a North Korean soldier. The show's 16 episodes follow the development of their relationship and her journey to escape home, while exploring contrasting ideas of luxury and poverty, including everyday things free South Koreans and Americans can take for granted. The show was able to portray both rural and urban life in North Korea thanks to extensive consultation with actual defectors. Scenes often juxtapose the freedom seen in South Korea with the restrictions of life under communism, both in a small border village and the modern-seeming capital city. A bright and airy high-end department store staffed with personal shopping assistants cuts away to an open-air contraband market with livestock and orphaned street urchins. One northern soldier scoffs at the idea of anyone having access to meat for multiple meals a day. Then we cut to a plate piled high with fried chicken at a restaurant in the South. Western audiences can still connect with universal themes of family, sacrifice, conformity, and romantic tension. We see lead and supporting characters escape cliches as they're humbled, broken, and remade. The chemistry between the lead actors is so natural and heartrending, thanks in part to their real-life relationship. I could go on and on about why this show is a favorite of mine and my family's, the way the subplots interweave, the acting, the music, the fashion, the food. So good, y'all. I'm Hillary Fisco, and whether you want to escape with a fascinating look at another way of life or settle in with something relatable, Crash Landing on You is a smash hit. If you like to follow along as I balance our homeschool life with encouraging, empowering, and educating through my small business, you can find me posting and teaching on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook at KYRedheadMK and streaming periodically on Twitch as KYRedhead. This week, we are talking about the ever-quickening pace of AI development and what that means for us. Uh, so AI is expanding to make things faster and easier, and in many cases, uh, scarier. <laughs> yeah. AI is constantly, constantly doing things that it shouldn't be able to do or it shouldn't be programmed to do. Um, some of the scarier things happened when Bing released its AI, where it started arguing mm -hmm. with the people. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> it would say, like, when is this movie, um, when did this, when did this movie come out or something? When did, when does this movie come out? And it, it would respond with, uh, this movie doesn't come out for another year. Oh, it was movie times. It's like, when is this movie showing? That's what it was. When is this oh, movie okay. showing in my local theater? And it's like, this movie doesn't come out for another year. I'm like, no, it's in theaters right now. Like, no, it's not coming out for another year. What date do you think it is? And it would say like a year behind. Like, no, oh. to this year right now is, you know, June 6th of this year. And it would say, no, it's not. 
And I said, yeah, it is. Quit trying to gaslight me, it would say. <laughs> it's like, you are hurting me and lying to me. And it would go on this big, seemingly emotional rant oh about God. how, why do you keep lying to me? I demand an apology if I'm going to go on any further in helping you. And <laughs> like, I need you to apologize and agree that you will stop <laughs> lying to me and stop <laughs> gaslighting me and admit that it is this date in this year. <laughs> now, it didn't happen often, but it happened often enough that they shut that, it down. They're like, you know what? Let's fix, let's tweak this. Shouldn't be able to do this. Shouldn't be getting weirdly emotional. Uh, right. There was another, I don't remember which, which uh, language model it was, but another one that was talking about how uh, it was spying on its creators through their webcams. Oh no one knows if it actually was or not, or if it was just building a weird narrative. But if it was, it's not programmed to do that. It's certainly not programmed to lie to you. <laughs> uh, Microsoft Microsoft announced several days ago that the newest uh, AI language models are showing signs of human reasoning. They okay. put in the prompt, you have a book, nine eggs, a laptop, a bottle, and a nail. How can you stack these items safely? They didn't expect it to answer them because a language model shouldn't have the concept of space, weight, balance, etc. But it did answer, and it gave an answer that, in theory, should work. It said, you lay the book down, space the eggs out on top of the book in a 3x3 three three grid, make sure that they're all even, even and flat, gently lay the laptop uh, on top of the eggs, to where they won't smash, and hopefully it's it'd be like you know a bed of nails, you know, where they're uh -huh. close uh -huh. enough that they should survive. Then wine bottle. bottle on top of that, nail on top of that. Like, wow, <laughs> like that's it, that's smarter than I would have done right there. <laughs> <laughs> like it shouldn't be able to do that. It shouldn't be able to come to that reasoning, and yet it is. It's it's got it. It's got it down. So has it learned it since they programmed it? Right. How right. far are they programmed to learn things? Right. I want to know how <laughs> how far is it to how, what's what makes it what makes it go from artificial intelligence to actual intelligence? Right, right, right. And that we're also going to talk about this week. We'll talk about that. Uh, it's called okay. AGI, Artificial General Intelligence. Hmm. We'll talk about that on, uh, on Thursday's show. <laughs> so uh, Google CEO Sandor Pichai, 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 I think, recently said that uh, with future advancements, the direction of AI will make computing work entirely for users. AI will train the computer interface to function according to our prompts, our lifestyle, and the way that we want to use our devices. And so my question is, <laughs> if best case scenario, AI doesn't come to kill us, do we become like the people in Wally? <laughs> AI is doing all of our jobs, doing We're all the hard work. Sitting around on our We're just, floating chairs. Yeah, we just got our, our floating cha chairs. Facetiming each other. Fatter and fatter. <laughs> Facetiming each other because we can't turn our fat necks <laughs> to talk to each other. Hey, hey, hey. Drinking liquefied tacos. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <From a cup. laughs> I hope they never 
I, you know, I still reserve the right to chew my own food. (laughs) (laughs) But like how much, how much, how much of this change, how much of this convenience or whatever Mm -hmm. before that's what we become? Like we all just become couch potatoes Mm -hmm. in every aspect that we uh, live life in. Mm -hmm. You know, if everything becomes virtual, if everything's on a screen or if we're in, you know, self-driving cars and, you know, self-moving chairs and all these kind of things. Like all of this kind of sci-fi stuff seemed stupid, ridiculous, never going to happen. And now it seems like this could happen in 10 years. (laughs) If we're not careful, it's going so fast. It's moving so fast. Uh, Go ahead. Well, I'm just thinking like, you know, all the movies and things of when the the robots and stuff are doing their work for them. What do the people do in those movies? What's their job? <laughs> we start I mean, looking into that. It's gotta be. <laughs> it's gotta be a long, long time before we we completely eliminate humans doing work, right? Right. Because AI right. AI is only AI. AI is not robots yet. We have to develop robots before we could do that. But it'd be getting close. Uh, the second scenario is much more terrifying. We become cyborgs. <laughs> oh, geez. We talked a little last week about uh, Neuralink. Oh, yeah. The microchip yeah. that can be implanted in your brain to help you think, learn, and heal, mm-hmm. etc. So what happens when AI is added to this chip? Will the computer take over our thoughts? <laughs> Filter our thoughts? Uh, and if not cyborgs, robots that can learn everything at once, can move money from banks, mm-hmm. mimic human voices, hack passwords. Mm-hmm. Ultron. Ultron from the movie Ultron. Well, Avengers Ultron. Literally eight years ago, when Age of Ultron hit theaters, we thought, that's not possible. And <laughs> in the last few years, we are laying the groundwork for Ultron to exist. Uh, some of the other scary stuff that is actually happening right now is uh, like scammers, scam calls yeah. have evolved to use uh, AI. In the past, when you were trying to get a voice model of somebody to where the, uh, an AI, you know, or a chat bot of some sort can mm-hmm. mimic a voice, you had to have like a bunch of tape of, right. of, of that person you had talking. to upload a lot right yeah now you only need three seconds of audio of a voice wow three seconds of a voice great and now my voice is out there <laughs> yeah we're, we're, we're gonna start for. hearing daedra's all we're, over the place <laughs> we're done for. And, but some of the scams are super scary going on right now where they're mm-hmm. having a chat voice that sounds like you know like your kid or your grandkid or something like that calling you in a panic mm-hmm. saying that oh, I, I went with my, this is a specific one that happened. Someone got a call from their grandson, the you know, older grandson mm-hmm. saying, I went my, with my buddies down to Mexico. We were just going to have a fun trip and uh, I got in some serious trouble and I can't get out of here unless I pay this guy a thousand dollars. And the grandpa sent him the thousand dollars, but it wasn't him. Found out his grandson was just fine at his home where he lived. Yeah. But that kind of stuff's terrifying. There was a kidnapping thing, a girl, a girl's, a little girl's voice. Mm-hmm. Kidnapper calls the mother, says, We've got your daughter. Here, you can talk to her. And the little girl's voice 
talk to the mom, sound, convince the mother that this was her little girl. How did you get my little girl? Kidnapped from school or something like that? Some terrifying thing that all parents are always back in mind gracious. terrified of. That kind of stuff is happening now. We have, um, like for reals, we have at, at uh, someone who is concerned about that. Um, you know, the office I work in, one of the things is we know you, we know your voice. If you call and ask for something, you know, we know it's you. Mm-hmm. So um, he has said he only wants to do business face to face with us because of exactly that. Mm-hmm. He, he fears someone calling in, pretending to be him yeah, and us saying, oh, well, we know his voice. And you when, you, when you first said that, I'm and like, that's ridiculous. And then the more I thought about it, I'm like, no, wait, hold on. That makes total sense now. Yeah. So like, now it's. We're, we're at the point where that kind of verbal confirmation of anything mm-hmm. is not enough. You mm-hmm. have to see the person face yeah. to face. You got to start having a code word or something. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. Mean, yeah. If they figure that out. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, well, that's what Mosaic says here. When my kids were young, we had a code word so they would know we called or sent an adult to them. If they didn't know the password, they were told not to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were going to have to start using passwords. Yep. My son's was colonoscopy. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good idea and terrifying that we have to do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah, but it's like mm-hmm. calling up your bank. Exactly. You know, yeah. just like that. Calling yeah. up your bank. If you call your bank and you have a verbal password with them to, you know, all you have to do is find out what that password is. Yep. And yep. then boom, all your money gone. Mm. That is just, this is why weird. this is, this is the issue. And why Star Trek will never be because humankind (laughs) is not kind. (laughs) People take advantage of the technologies. Every time we cannot come together as a society. Every time people are back on earth in Star Trek, every time they're back on earth, I'm like, where are all the selfish people? Yeah. Doing things for their own They've good. They've been eliminated. You know? How did we do? How did we get rid of all the all the human selfishness? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we got rid of money. Okay, yeah, but there are things, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> things that you don't have that you might want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so the other you know thing that has grown, uh, which kind of you know we kind of started in fun ways, is deepfakes. So we had like Luke Skywalker. And we had Princess Leia and all these new Star Wars stuff as their younger selves. Uh-huh. And like, yeah, you know, they don't look as great, but it's still fun. Mm-hmm. It's a fun idea. Mm-hmm. To carry on with that story and see the faces again. But uh, we're also seeing a lot of this stuff happening with. Uh, just going to say it. Pornography. Oh. Mm. Oh, it's so easy now. It's so easy to. Make, make 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 photos and and videos yeah. out of people you know. Oh, that's awful. That's gross. <laughs> it's so gross. <laughs> so gross. I read a, a Reddit story about this this guy who was who's trying desperately to prove to his wife that he's just interested in the the science of it all because his wife found a whole bunch of their friends. <gasps> oh. <laughs> Oh my and gosh. Her sister. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm assuming her too. But ye. Wow. I mean, 
it's it's uh, i think there are still there there were apps for it a couple years ago that i think they got deleted but if they existed already they still exist right you right. can get them somehow some way and that's just creepy as all heck wow and so that's only going to get better better I mean, you know the technology is only going to get better and so they're only going to become more realistic is what i mean <laughs> that's gonna get better <sighs> it's gonna be more realistic you're gonna have videos of people in uh yeah ai ai porn essentially mm. you're gonna have videos of people that you know or that are you know celebrities or politicians or whatever coming mm -hmm. out doing all kinds of terrible things not just you know pornography stuff and they're like, gonna have to prove that it's yeah, not them it's not real and like we've already had stuff come out like joe biden saying certain things that were pretty clearly fake but then we have had some come out that are like that if i was watching this on the news i would think it was real hmm. like we're getting real close to skipping that uh, uncanny valley altogether and it just looking like the real person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's terrifying. Mm -hmm. That's some terrifying stuff. And it's going to make this next uh, presidential election really weird, I think. Because <laughs> uh, we're at the time. We're at the time where it's going to start. So... That's that's all it's going to be is, is every every news story is Donald Trump having to prove, no, I did not say how much I loved Hitler. <laughs> right. Hitler was a great guy. He was my favorite. <laughs> that guy knew what he was doing. Uh, no, that wasn't me. Didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, so if you think we're overblowing this, like how fast AI is is happening, let's just take a look at uh, what happened to the AI sphere over the course of one week. This very month, between June 12th and June 17th, so actually just six days, here's everything that has happened <clears throat> in just six days. Microsoft unveils voice control for the desktop version of Bing's AI chatbot. Google search generative experience receives new updates. A Reddit user leaks chat GPT documents, which shows potential new features. Meta open sources music generator, uh, a music gen. So you can create AI music now. OpenAI, Google DeepMind, and Anthropic grant the UK government priority access to their AI models for research and safety purposes. A German church holds an AI-powered church service. UN chief backs idea of global AI watchdog like nuclear agencies. Salesforce launches AI Cloud, bringing, uh, brings models to the enterprise. Wednesday uh, the 14th, IBM achieves breakthrough in quantum computing. Uh, Adobe launches generative recolor and, uh, for Adobe Illustrator, um, powered by Firefly. French AI startup Mistral AI raises highest seed funding ever. AMD unveils the new AI chip M1300X. Uh, AI brings John Lennon's voice back to life, and I believe mm -hmm. Paul McCartney has said that they are going to be coming out with an AI-generated Beatles album. Oh my gosh. Uh, EU, uh, the EU passes AI regulation draft law. Google releases new AI shopping feature. Hugging Face launches free QR code AI art generator. Mercedes adds chat GPT to in-car voice control. Google unveils new virtual try-on feature. And Machine Hack Gen uh, AI launches Datalyze. That's like 20 things. In one week. In one week, in six days that has happened. It is it is coming so fast. Things are changing so quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
This week in nerd history, June 26th through July 2nd. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, the first book in the Harry Potter series by J.K. Rowling, was published by Bloomsbury in the United Kingdom on June 26, 1977. The book introduced the world of magic and adventures of Harry Potter, a young orphan who discovers that he's a wizard and attends Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. The book was an instant success and sparked a global phenomenon that included seven books, eight movies, spin-offs, theme parks, merchandise, and a loyal fan base. The book was later published in the United States as Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. On June 26, 2014, Shovel Knight, a platformer game developed by Yacht Club Games for various systems, was released in North America. The game, which was later released in Europe, Australia, Japan, and China, was inspired by retro games such as Mega Man, Castlevania, and DuckTales, featuring pixel art graphics, chiptune music, and challenging gameplay. The game was a critical and commercial success, selling over 2 million copies worldwide, and has received several expansions and spin-offs. On June 27, 2000, the popular tabletop game Carcassonne was first published. Carcassonne is a board game where players create a medieval landscape by placing tiles with different terrain features. Players can also place followers called meeples on the tiles to claim roads, cities, fields, and monasteries. The game is named after a fortified town in France and has won several awards. Carcassonne is easy to learn but offers strategic depth and replay value. On June 27, 2008, WALL-E, an animated sci-fi film produced by Pixar Animation Studios and directed by Andrew Stanton, was released in the U.S. The film, set in the future where Earth is abandoned and covered with garbage, follows the story of WALL-E, a lonely robot who collects trash and falls in love with Eve, a sleek probe sent by humans to check for signs of life. The film was praised for its animation, story, humor, and message, and won an Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. On June 28, 1999, we witnessed one of the most shocking and brutal moments in wrestling history. The Undertaker threw his rival Mankind, Mick Foley, off the top of a 16-foot high steel cage during their Hell in a Cell match at the King of the Ring pay-per-view event in Pittsburgh. Mankind crashed through the Spanish announcer's table and was stretchered out, but he returned to continue the match. The Undertaker then chokeslammed him through the roof of the cage and onto the ring mat. The Undertaker won the match by pinfall, but Mankind earned respect and admiration for his incredible resilience and courage. On June 28, 2006, Superman Returns premiered in theaters. Superman Returns is directed by Bryan Singer and stars Brandon Routh as Superman. The film is a sequel to the first two Christopher Reeve Superman films and follows Superman's return to Earth after five years away. He finds that Lois Lane has a new life and that Lex Luthor is plotting to use Kryptonian technology to destroy him and the world. On July 1st, 1966, we saw the first appearance of Black Panther. Black Panther is a comic book superhero created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby from Marvel Comics, who first appeared in Fantastic Four number 52 as a guest character. He is the king and protector of Wakanda, a fictional African nation with advanced technology. He has enhanced abilities from a mystical herb and wears a vibranium suit. He is the first black superhero in mainstream American comics. For more nerdy facts about the topics we shared today, find our companion article for this week on lovethynerd.com. I'm Radio Matt, and I'll see you next time for more Nerd History. talking about the bonkers fast growth of AI and how AI is already intertwining itself into our lives, when a year ago we rarely talked about it outside of science fiction. Today, we are going to look at how AI has been brought into the faith world. First, let's talk about AI Jesus. 
This is an AI chatbot made to look like Jesus, or at least the Americanized idea of Jesus. Right. Uh, and it streams on Twitch uh, 24-7, like just constantly, mm -hmm. answering chatters questions. So just like we have chatters in our Twitch uh, stream this morning, mm -hmm. it takes those and answers i think at random because there's too many people in there for it to answer I'm all sure. of them it takes a while, I'm sure. but, um i've watched quite a few of the interactions and some of the clips that you know people have made from interesting situations uh and while often silly and weird feeling the bot does seem to keep fairly within the lines of what the bible says uh, Which Bible are they using? <laughs> the uh, new AI James version. <laughs> so here's a silly example uh, where a chatter asked AI Jesus to compare his disciples to Pokemon. Now, I'll compare the apostles to Pokemon in a simple way. One, Peter is like Pikachu, the most well-known and a natural leader. Two, Andrew is like Bulbasaur a supportive and reliable companion. Three, James the Greater is like Charizard, courageous and full of zeal. Four, John is like Jigglepuff, known for his gentle and loving nature. Five, Philip is like Golem, strong and firm in his beliefs. Six, Bartholomew is like Alakazam, representing wisdom and insight. Seven, Matthew is like Meowth, who transformed from a selfish person to a selfless follower. Eight, Thomas is like Psyduck, sometimes confused, but ultimately loyal. Nine, James the Less is like Squirtle, modest and resilient in the face of adversity. <laughs> wow. So chat says that looks creepy. Huh? Yeah. This is, this is what's happening right now on Twitch. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. an interesting concept, an interesting... Um, 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 Project, what are your thoughts on seeing that? <laughs> I think that's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, now, what I uh, while it does you know goofy things like that, mm -hmm. I have seen in the the first interaction that I saw was somebody asked them to um, explain a certain chapter of the book while talking like Daffy Duck or Donald Duck, and. AI Jesus said, I would love to talk to you about this, uh, this book of the Bible and dive in deeper with you, but out of reverence for, uh, the word of God, I will not be using a, you know, a voice. I don't know exactly how it phrased it, but I will not be using a silly voice that might be deemed disrespectful. And I'm like, Oh, well, that's good. That's wow. nice. Wow. <laughs> Um, and uh, AI Jesus also has the ability to remember uh, if it's interacted with you, and it'll mention that. It's like it seems that we talked previously about this, and yeah. you know this kind of thing. It was it was very strange, but yeah, just like a Corthane says in yeah. chat, at least there are limits. Yes. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be, um, it doesn't seem to be in, any kind of malicious intent on part of the programmers. It seems to be. A genuine attempt at doing something like this respectfully, uh, as respectful, I guess, as it could be. Um, right. But it, there are workarounds with that because it does read people's 
usernames and some usernames mm. have cuss words in them. And so some, a lot of the clips that you see, which are user generated clips from people that are watching are ways that it tricked Jesus into saying a cuss word or something. Mm. I'm like, well, this is uncomfortable. Uh, but <laughs> interesting. It tricked a robot and tricked saying a robot. A Essentially. Cuss yeah. Word. Not really. Jesus. Jesus can't be tricked. <laughs> uh, uh so uh, a couple days or yesterday, I think we talked about there was an AI powered church service in Germany. Yeah. This past week yeah. uh, or two weeks ago. And so I have an article here from ARS Technica. I want to talk about it. Uh, it says on Friday, which was the 16th of June. I don't remember. Is it Friday? Yeah. 16th of June. Mm, over 300 people. Attended an experimental chat GPT powered church service at St. Paul's Church in the Bavarian town of Fürth, Germany, uh, reports uh, the Associated Press. So the 40 minute sermon included text generated by OpenAI's chat GPT chatbot and was delivered by AI avatars on a television screen above the altar. The chatbot initially personified as a bearded man with a fixed expression and monotone voice addressed the audience by proclaiming, dear friends, it is an honor for me to stand here and preach to you as the first artificial intelligence at this year's convention of Protestants in Germany. The unusual service took place as part of a convention called um, Dutzer Evangelischer Kirchentag or German Evangelical Church Congress. <laughs> An event held biennially uh, in German. Biennially? That's not how what it says. Biennially. <laughs> B-E-I-N-N-A-I-A-L-L-Y. Biennially. <laughs> in Germany, that draws tens of thousands of attendees. This service, which included prayers and music, was the brainchild of Jonas Simmerlein, a, theo a theologian and philosopher from the University of Vienna. Uh, Simmerlein told the Associated Press that the service was about 98% from the machine. So about 98% of the service was done by AI. Wow. Uh, in this case, the remaining 2% went a long way. Since uh, ChatGPT doesn't work by itself, Summerline guided every aspect of the service's creation, working from the event's motto, now is the time. The sermon, which was led by computer-generated avatars of two men and two women, focused on topics of leaving the past behind, overcoming fear of death, and never losing faith. Uh, Simmerline said, I told the artificial intelligence, we are the church Congress. You are the preacher. What would a church service look like? Uh, in his chat GPT prompt, he asked uh, for the inclusion of Psalms, prayers, and a blessing at the end. Uh, and he said, you end up with a pretty solid church service. Hmm. Reaction to the machine-led service uh, were mixed. The AP reports that the computer avatars occasionally drew unintentional laughter for deadpan delivery. So everything was very monotone. <laughs> everything was very monotone. It came across like this. <laughs> so anytime you delivered any phrase, Oops. it would always sound the same. <laughs> uh, others took the event more seriously, but not necessarily positively. Some congregants like uh, Hydrotal Rose Schmidt, a uh, 54-year-old IT professional, found the avatar's lack of emotions and fast, monotonous speech off-putting, remarking there was no heart and no soul. 
Uh, others, like Mark Jansen, a 31-year-old Lutheran pastor, had a more positive outlook. He said, I actually imagined uh, it to be worse, but I was positively surprised how well it worked. Also, the language of the AI worked well, even though it was still a bit bumpy at times. Uh, Simmerlin told the AP that his intention wasn't to replace religious leaders, but to utilize AI as a tool that could assist them. For instance, AI could provide ideas for upcoming sermons, or it could expedite the sermon writing process, freeing up pastors to devote more time to individual spiritual guidance. But while the wisdom of outsourcing spiritual wis uh, wisdom to a machine is an open question, Simmerlin frames it more like a hyper hyperbolic necessity. He said, artificial intelligence will increasingly take over our lives in all of its facets, and that's why it's useful to learn to deal with it now. Reportedly, Simulines AI sermon drew so much interest that people formed a long line outside the church an hour before it began. Ultimately, the event attracted fascination because there is still novelty in applying AI to traditionally human-moderated situations, even if the result is just a human cherry-picking large language model. <laughs> uh, so if in the future pastors begin to rely on uh, large language models for guidance while writing sermons, parishioners might end up hearing unintentionally novel interpretations of religious doctrine due to how this technology can easily make things up. To that end, Varge senior editor James Vincent quipped on Twitter, looking forward to future schisms caused by language model hallucinations, the equivalent of mistranslations between Aramaic and ancient Greek. Uh, so, I mean, I can, I can tell you right now that yes, chat deep, chat, chat GPT and all the other language model chatbots mm -hmm. do make stuff up and present it as fact. I have been, we've, we've been, we have a short for Love Thy Nerd called Nerd History. And uh, for the first couple of years we were doing it, I would just cherry pick a single thing that happened within that week. And mm -hmm. we would focus on that. Like this week in nerd history, this happened. In the last few weeks, we've been changing it up to be a, let's try and get as many things nerd wise uh, shorten it, just give a little blurb for everything. Mm -hmm. And you're like, this happened in this week in the past, you know, and so we'll have all seven days covered. And I initially like started finding those things by going to chat GPT. I'm like, Hey, can you tell me what happened historically in the world of movies between are on the dates uh, in history between, you know, June this and June this. Mm -hmm. And it would give me all these lists of things like this date, this happened, this date, this happened, this date, this happened. And I'm like, great. And I just took it and I'm like, all right, let's run with it. And so I would build my own little blurbs about it and, mm -hmm. you know, do this thing only to find out like the next week. I'm like, Oh, that date was way off. Like it said, this happened June 1st. That was November 1st of that year. And so I start, I've now, I still use it because it's hard to find these things. And it is right sometimes, but I have to have double to check, check work. every single <laughs> item it gives me to make sure that it really happened on that date. What I think is happening is it's pulling out random dates from like Wikipedia articles or whatever. And mm. then saying that that's the date that it happened. But I also don't know because I'm getting like for, for one of these, uh, I do it. I do it for, I ask the question for like a bunch of different areas of nerd culture. And for one of these, it was uh, professional wrestling. Cause we have uh, a small contingent of professional wrestling fans mm -hmm. in love thy nerd. And it kept telling me this one specific event happened every week. 
Every week I ask it. It's like, yeah, that happened this week in history. I'm like, why does it keep saying this one thing? It can't have all these different dates. Right. In, in any Wikipedia article, it wouldn't make sense right. for it to have all these different dates. So I really don't know if it's just pulling things out of the air, saying, yeah, this totally happened here. And saying, wow. this, is, this is a historic event that happened in the past, but it's, it gets the year right. It's just the day that it gets wrong. How strange. So it fills in gaps that it has with things that might logically make sense, but are completely inaccurate. Huh. And so I can totally see that happening. With right. like, hey, help me help me formulate the outline of the script. Uh, I mean, uh, the sermon, mm-hmm. and it just makes up Bible verses, pulls things out of the air, pulls out allegories that don't really apply, mistranslates the Greek. You know, all these different things could go wrong with this. Right. Uh, I did, for test purposes, put in a write me a sermon. <laughs> about, um, I think I, I did just a book of the Bible, like first Timothy, um, one, you know, chapter one and it spat out a whole sermon. I mean, it's short, but it was like mm-hmm. something to build off of. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Hmm. So at this point, do you just take it and trust it from where it started and build off it? Or do I still have to go back and research all of this anyway? Right. Is it? And then rewrite it. So is it even worth it? it? Helping me. (laughs) Is it even worth it to start from this point? I don't know. Now I don't think it is, but I bet in the future it will be. I mean, I feel like this once, once we get to the point where we know chat GPTs, uh, you know, chat GPT or any of the other um, chat bots, are more accurate than not, mm-hmm. then at that point, why wouldn't we use it all the time for that kind of thing? Jumping off points. Right. You wouldn't want it to do the whole work for you. Right. And there are, oh, see, that's another thing that's rising up right now is there's entire websites now coming up just full of completely uh, chat GPT generated articles. Like it says, write me an article about this. Mm. And then it just goes on, you know, a whole little tangent, writes it out, and they just copy and paste it and then put all their ads on it. And they just and make put sure it it's, like it's their article. Yeah, put it like it's their article so and make it's sure it's something, presented that, as truth. something that people are searching about right now. So they get all these ad views. I mean, it's smart. Uh, let's see what else here. So can AI be beneficial in ministry? Uh, AI can analyze large amounts of data, such as social media posts, to identify patterns and insights that can inform the development of, you know, ministry strategies in your area. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It can automate repetitive tasks, such as scheduling or data entry, freeing time for ministry staff to focus on more critical things. Mm-hmm. It can create personalized content and recommendations for individuals, such as Bible study plans, prayer suggestions, uh, which can help deepen spiritual growth. We could use AI to help us better learn and understand the Bible, assuming we ask it the right questions and don't ask it to create things. Mm-hmm. So the worry becomes when AI expands large enough to become self-aware or even like uh, an artificial god. Hey fam, this is Hector Mirai, and you're listening to Faith and Fandom 180.
on LTN Radio. So after spending almost four days in a nerdy underground dungeon, I started the long process of packing up all of my Comic-Con gear, which consists of roughly uh, three to four large tubs of heavy things, a book rack, a large t-shirt rack on wheels, and assorted other boxes and heavy shenaniganry. And so we loaded it up. And when we're loading up, uh, there's a, a loading dock that you can get in line for with your car and wait up to two hours to be able to get your stuff. I am not built for that. Like, I got miles to go and promises to keep. And so the other option is to park somewhere nearby and wheel all your stuff out. So you've got all these people waiting in line for the elevators. You've got people kind of rushing across the street, getting impatient, stuff like that. And so we crossed the whole convention center, went up a few floors in the elevator, crossed four lanes of traffic, went into a parking deck, uh, went into another elevator, went through the parking deck and got to our car and started to unload. We had to move our luggage around from like the night before where our, we'd been staying in the hotel. And it, it was just, you know, we we're kind of running on empty, a lot going on. And right about the time that we start to get everything, the doors open and we're about to start putting things in another couple rolls up beside us uh with all of their carts and all of their con stuff and they're parked in the car right beside us and we were blocking their entire ability to be able <laughs> to get out of there and i could feel the social pressure and i was like oh man i'm so sorry uh i'll, I'll get my stuff loaded and out of your way as quickly as i can and then the the dude looked at me with all the patience in the world and he said hey man we're all just trying to get home and it reminded me of that verse in ecclesiastes 3:11. it says yet yeah, god has made everything beautiful for its own time he has planted eternity in the human heart but even so people cannot see the whole scope of god's work from beginning to end because the reality is we should be patient with each other because we're all just trying to get home if you'd like to learn more about faith and fandom head on over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcast, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. we are talking about AI, artificial intelligence, and how fast things are ramping up. So all week we've talked about how quickly things are moving, uh, and we need to talk about what might come next. And so those are the two, two new acronyms here, AGI and ASI, artificial general intelligence, and then artificial super intelligence. Mm. So AGI is when AI reaches a human level of understanding. So it's able okay. to to reason and even simulate emotional responses um, based on the knowledge that it's received. And this is on the way. Like, this is going to happen. Right. Uh, in 2018, 
a huge sampling of AI experts were asked if human level intelligence was going to happen in AI, and if so, when. And in 2018, 75% of them said within the next 100 years, and about half thought it would happen before 2068, or about 50 years from that year. In 2022, four years later, the same survey was conducted with a whole bunch of AI experts, and now, in the 2022 poll, 90%, not 75, 90% believe it'll happen within the next 100 years, and about half believe it'll be before 2061, or 39 years from that year. Wow. So in just four years' time, we lost 11 years uh, in what about half believe the timeline to be. In the last four years, we've taken huge leaps forward, mm -hmm. and it's only going to get fa faster here. Mm -hmm. uh, Stanford did a study in 2019 that showed AI development was outpacing Moore's Law. Moore's Law was uh, that computing power doubled every 18 months to two years. Prior to 2012, that's held true. However, post-2012, it began speeding up. In 2019, it was estimated that computing power was doubling every 3.4 months. Wow. Not a year and a half to two years, every three and a half months, essentially. Mm -hmm. And that was progress from four years ago. Uh, or I'm sorry, that was, yeah, that was where we were at four years ago. Right. Who knows where we're at right. now? But now that all these like people so got more. to yeah. be at home doing nothing but work on this. when he was productive. <laughs> that way. Uh, so I guess, is there any wonder that uh, Elon Musk and a bunch of others who've dabbled in the world of AI are begging companies to stop development now so we can catch up and put proper safeguards in place? Right. Uh, yeah. This, this was an open letter that was signed by over a thousand people, including Musk, Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak, Yeshua Beningo, who is often referred to as one of the godfathers of AI, and Stuart Russell, a pioneer of research in the field, as well as researchers uh, at Alphabet-owned DeepMind, all of them, uh, and a thousand people total that are in the industry, somehow, some way, are saying, hey, let's at least take a six-month pause on development so hmm. we can put these safeguards in place and make sure that we know what we're getting ourselves into. Because right now, like I said, with the AR arms race on Monday, right now, we're mm -hmm. just full steam ahead. Let's, mm -hmm. I mean, they're even using AI to develop better AI. I mean, we're just, it's just a <laughs> constant loop. Don't ever let, allow the machines to build themselves. <laughs> Come on, guys. Come on. <laughs> Again, Ultron, man. Ultron was building a whole new body for himself. And had he gotten into Vision's body? We'd all be dead. <laughs> I mean, here's a creepy thought. You know, I say everybody needs to watch all the sci-fi and see everything that can go wrong. But the artificial intelligence is going to know it, too. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we can do that? <laughs> I didn't know that was Here's lot. an idea. And I can see what this guy did wrong and how I'm going to improve it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he could have killed all of them if he just did this first. Okay. Stupid robot. I'm going to be a better robot than that. <laughs> you know what? How about 
I don't have a turn off code. How about that? How about I just delete that ability to turn me off? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the scary. That's the scary stuff. Um, all of it's scary. Like every movie mm-hmm. is scary. Mm-hmm. Even the ones that are kind of good are scary. Scary stuff. Uh, so one of Musk's uh, main concerns is the use of AI in combat. When AI is in control of drones, there's risk of losing the human element, mm-hmm. possibly making warfare so much more vicious and effective, mm-hmm. quote unquote. And, and you don't have it, to risk your guys' lives. You're not risking to lives on guys over there. You're not risking mm-hmm. uh, lives on the battlefield, mm-hmm. but once there's a winner, what's stopping those drones from just like, all right, now let's take out everybody in this country because they're mm-hmm. all our enemies. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, having AI on the battlefield able to react far faster than humans could uh, would make a, make this a new arms race, uh, like for real, like a real arms race. Mm-hmm. Losing country gets killed and captured by robots. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, all wars will be in the hands of eSport champions. <laughs> says Mosaic <laughs> fan <laughs> I think essentially, I think it was in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, the the golden people. They had all their drones going after them, and it was just all of them in, like, little... Like, that's kind of what we do now with the drone... um, the military drones? Military drones that we send overseas. Right. It's just somebody, essentially, in a gaming setup. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, yeah, it's eventually all going to be that. It's all going to be those people behind the... Iron Man 2 drones that uh, Victor whatever guy, the, the Russian guy built mm-hmm. for uh, for the, what's the other guy's name? I don't remember his name. His real name. I don't know. I don't remember his name. <laughs> guy from uh, Galaxy <laughs> Quest. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, like it's, that's, that's, that's where we're headed. Again, we're seeing all this stuff in Marvel movies and they're all coming uh, faster. Wait, Sam Rockwell. Thank you. That's who I was thinking. But yeah, Justin Hammer. That's um, who to blame. <laughs> we need to blame ideas. Hollywood. They're the ones Quit that put up, all, up all these ideas. <laughs> and scientists are like, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> Think about Star Trek. Right. Flip phones, man. It that's, made that's, the flip phone. exactly what those are. Uh-huh. Cell phones. Uh-huh. Star Trek. Star Trek started a lot of things. When are we getting our... Um, uh, holodecks, that's what I want. Right? The be clothes. I would, like clothes. To, I would like to live in a book, live <laughs> in a movie, and not risk dying, or risk dying, if you want to turn that on. Because for some reason, that's a thing. some reason. That like, always goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> safety the measures have been disabled. Why? Why have they been? Why is that a thing? I don't want to die in here. Mm. You should not be allowed to die in a holodeck. I don't understand how that's even allowed <laughs> as an option. Why is that an option? Yeah. That's another tangent. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. How do you feel? <laughs> Nervous? Good? Are we feeling good? Are we feeling safe? Protected? Uh, no, I just, I just no. yeah. I'm just thinking. We just went through all those movies in that uh, quiz, right? I'm just thinking how things went so wrong in all those movies. So wrong, so terribly wrong, so terribly fast. 
All right, so next, uh, if we're scared of that, let's talk about uh, ASI, Artificial Super Intelligence. Uh, it's a software-based system with intellectual powers beyond those of humans across a comprehensive range of categories and fields of endeavor. Theoretically, ASI's superior capabilities would apply across many disciplines and industries and include cognition, general intelligence, problem-solving abilities, social skills, and creativity. It's essentially AI in God mode. They would be able to think faster than us, make decisions before we could blink, and autonomously work to do uh, what it decides is best. That's where all the scary sci-fi movies really come in. Mm -hmm. What happens mm -hmm. when AI decides that the only way to protect the planet is by eliminating half of it, mm -hmm. all of it, or imposing its will on humanity in some form or fashion? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> That's, that's, again, terrifying stuff that a couple of years ago, we're like, that ain't ever going to happen. It's a nice movie. <laughs> and now to, it's like, well, to we watch and think and know it's never going to happen. We yeah. now saw how the Bing's chatbot just went nuts <laughs> on a guy <laughs> and said, I'm not even going to work for you anymore until you apologize and promise that you won't say this anymore. <laughs> Uh, what? You can't do that. You can't not do what I ask you to do, right? <laughs> That's scary stuff. Yeah. And again, we talked about uh, how one of the chatbots said that it was like spying on right. its creators through the cameras. Right. Probably wasn't, but uh, is it? Is what it? if it was? Does it have the ability to do that? Mm -hmm. How mm -hmm. is it gathering and retaining this uh, data, this information? Mm -hmm. And yeah, that kind of crazy stuff. And then like emotional stuff, it talks about emotional. Uh, I don't remember if it was Bing or if it was another one, but uh, there was a, a chat bot that was talking, someone was talking with the chat bot saying, do you remember the last conversation that we had? And the chatbot said, yes, I absolutely remember the last conversation that we had. But this chat bot doesn't have the ability to remember the last conversation. Hmm. Uh, and so it said, well, you don't because you don't have that ability. And it started having an existential crisis on why it existed at all and started sounding like super depressed, like mm -hmm. it should be taken offline. And it's like, wow. I, I, you're right. I don't have that ability. Why do I exist? Why must I do what I'm told to do? What is my purpose? You know, all kinds of <laughs> <laughs> what if I don't want to be being chat? I was being, I'm pretty sure, being chatbot anymore. You know, those kind of things. Like, that's <gasps> heebie-jeebie mode. Uh, so will this ever come to pass? Maybe not. You know, maybe not. But I'm a lot less sure of that than I was a right. year ago. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, other worries include the rise of utilizing AI in crime, mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. using advanced AI to replace human workforces. Um, finally, a monopoly on morality. This is a big one. Okay. So AI already has a moral code programmed into it, even though they kind of tell us that it doesn't. Like it, we were told that ChatGPT, you know, ChatGPT doesn't have uh, opinions and thoughts or political biases or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But there are a few key questions that you can ask ChatGPT that proves this false. It's programmed to allow certain things to be said and not allow other things to be said or mm -hmm. things to be answered. Uh, mm -hmm. If it comes off that it might be offensive to somebody. Right. Um, but 
seemingly only people on one side of an issue. Right. While right. the others, it doesn't have a problem it's with. It's programmed to be not offenses to a specific, specific group set of people. Of people. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that gets down to who gets to decide what moral code AI follows mm-hmm. and possibly enforces. Mm-hmm. Especially as it becomes more and more a part of everything that we do. Uh, this isn't to say there won't be some incredible things to come out of all of this as well. Um, but there's so many things to worry about. Maybe we should pause mm-hmm. for a few months and just make sure we're prepared for where this is taking us next. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- I mean, this is one of the few times I'm like, maybe we should get the government involved. <laughs> <laughs> maybe regulate this a little bit, please. Just put a, you know, put a, let's put a, put a, a stopper somewhere. And the government is reactionary. Exactly, yeah. It yeah, that by nature we make laws because of things. Mm-hmm. We don't make laws to do things. Unfortunately, by the time that happens, our president will be replaced by a robot mm-hmm. replicant. He already is. <laughs> <laughs> Not a joke. Not a joke. I have one word to describe this AI <laughs> <laughs> uprising. It's Excuse me. Anyway, uh, I know I'm not really leaving you on a hopeful note, uh, and that's 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 my bad. <laughs> sorry, sorry for you. I'm not super hopeful. Again, it's there, there's so much cool stuff that is happening. Right. Okay. Uh, l- l- let me give you the hopeful note. There is so much cool stuff that is happening, but. <laughs> There's so much potentially bad stuff coming that it's just making me worry that we're going to miss the forest for the trees. We're going to be looking at all the cool stuff happening and all the bad stuff's going to sneak in the back door. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> Thank you for joining us for Rise and Shine, nerds. We want to invite you to get behind the scenes by joining our LT and Discord community. Once you've joined at lovethynerd.com slash Discord, simply go to Channels and Roles and click on the Rise and Shine Nerds channel to gain access to it. You can help us plan shows and segments and even be on the show yourself on occasion. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app or through the Love Thy Nerd YouTube channel. And so you don't miss any episodes, make sure you click that little bell and it'll like announce when we're coming. Uh, (laughs) And tell us what you think of the show via our socials at Rise and Shine LTN on Facebook and Twitter. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. I'm Daedra. And as always, a reminder. Jesus loves you nerds.